Welcome to Leonard Lopate at Large. I'm Leonard Lopate. Over 84 million people have been vaccinated in the United States. That's 25% of the general population. Whatever your feelings are about the pandemic and the vaccine, it's looking increasingly likely that the world will be reopening again in the not-so-distant future. So today we thought we would like to hear what you're most looking forward to doing once that fateful day arrives, when we can all gather safely again. Is there something from your old life that you desperately miss, or is there something you'd always wanted to do but never had before the world shut down? Has your life just taken on a whole new direction? We would love to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts. So we invite you to give us a call. The number is 212 209-2877. That's 212-209-2877 to tell us what you most want to do once the world regains some sense of normality. Again, one more time, the number 212-209-2877. And joining me in, in taking your calls is my executive producer, Jesse Lent. Hello, Jesse. Hi, Leonard. Uh, Jesse, did you miss broadcasting from the WBAI studio over the last year? And and so how many, what is it? Oh. It's been a year and how many months? I think it's been just about a year because uh, mm-hmm. I, I think we, you know, we, 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 it took us a little bit to get you set up. Leonard, uh, for anyone who hasn't heard him say this on the air, has been broadcasting uh, from his home upstate, I've I've been working remotely too. Our entrenched and beloved engineer Reggie Johnson is the only one who's been going to the studio. And first of all, let me let me just say thanks, Reggie, for uh, yeah, thanks. for risking uh, putting all the uh, you know and all the engineers at, at BAI who have been really on the front lines through this whole thing. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, I miss it so much. You know, I mean, the first week or so you're sentenced to not go to work i think everyone probably it wasn't such a huge hit (laughs) but the more time that went by i realized how valuable it was just getting to meet so many interesting people at this job and then talk about them with you in the post-show wrap-up obviously we still have our meeting (laughs) our meetings remotely but not being able to to meet those people i mean really my experience for the last year uh, other than the behind the scenes getting everything ready has really been that of a listener. I mean, uh, we've had guests like John Meacham or Celine Cousteau, and who I would have loved to meet face to face, but it just was not to be. So I, I don't know about you, Leonard, but I cannot wait to get back into the studio. I miss just interviewing somebody, talking to somebody face to face. Uh, I mean, we always have done phoners, but uh, I, I would think about 90% of our shows were done in the studio with guests. And there's uh, just a whole different dynamic when you're talking to somebody who's looking at you and uh, you get eye signals. Uh, they they know when you want to talk. You know when they want to talk. There's less talking over the other person. And uh, there's also a lot more... Uh, uh, ability to, to uh, control things when when you're in the same studio as your engineer, Reggie Johnson. Uh, we would send all sorts of signals to each other about things, and, and that's all lost. But, uh, well, we've done the best we could under the circumstances. Uh, once in a while, there have been some technical problems. But, um, you know, I don't know whether things are going to be the same when we go back. The world was changed considerably in the aftermath of the 1918 Spanish flu, or as Donald Trump said, the 1917 Spanish flu. Although it did give us the roaring 20s, which was uh, a pretty good decade in some regards. Well, it changed the whole world. Basically, very groundbreaking. What's that? It changed the world. It changed the dynamic. And to some degree, I, I suspect that's going to happen again. There are predictions that uh, the business world will never be the same. Well, I think there's so many jobs uh, that people sort of realized, well, maybe we don't need a, a meeting every three hours or maybe it maybe everyone doesn't need to be here. That being said, I mean, uh, it's hard to imagine exactly what that world is going to look like. It's interesting you bring that up because that's been a topic on my mind uh, pretty much constantly, especially since the vac- vaccination process started, since uh, parts of the world started to open up. I, I mean, I know that Israel is is 
almost fully opened back up. I mean, even some states in the U.S., the thing that I keep wondering is, okay, even once we're fully open, what does that look like? Yeah, what are the things that remain, for better or for worse? I asked a friend, and she said uh, she thinks she's going to be more cautious in the future. Yeah. Yeah, well, it it was like one of those... uh, apocryphal moments right I, I, apocryphal moments i remember watching the towers come down and thinking you know this is life is never going to be the same after this not because of the event but because of the reaction to the event and and the way that everything changed uh post 9 11 but i mean obviously it's such a different thing we're experiencing right now uh you know the 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 thing that i keep thinking about too is you know the masks how much are the masks Mm -hmm. here to stay i've heard discussion of uh keeping should we wear masks on a flight at at all times and uh, look i'm i'm the first guy to put a mask on when i when i go outside right now but the idea of having to fly uh especially you know occasionally i've been fortunate enough twice to go to to asia and and that's you know that's a 12 hour and then an eight hour flight to get to Indonesia, for example, uh, that is just a brutal amount of time to have to keep a mask on for. Didn't you ban the sweethearts of the Psychic Radio release an album during the pandemic? The sweethearts of the Psychic Rodeo, yes. So did the Rodeo, what did I say? Psychic, what did I say? Radio? Psychic Radio, that gets, that's, that's a, you're not the first to make (laughs) that. Well, we're on BAI, Psycho Radio. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we dropped our first album, the originals, which we had been working on for, uh, you know, upwards of two years, uh, writing songs, performing them uh, a year before, you know, for for several years. Uh, So it's something we'd been working on for a really long time and um, had a tour associated with the album that we were going to, you know, uh, I I was going to take my vacation and we were going to do a little self-made tour up and down the coast, obviously had to cancel that, uh, had to can't, you know, had to cancel every show i mean we we uh, you know we haven't played a single show since the album came out uh back in august and uh it's it's just bizarre however it was kind of a double-edged sword in a way because um as the person who was also producing the record engineering it mixing it uh anyone who's done that knows it's a lot of hours in the studio and suddenly um, I, I had a lot of extra hours once the pandemic started and we were all stuck at home. So, uh, you know, I was able to finish the record and I had a very strange experience once, uh, once I finished the album and we, we, we sent it out, you know, you, you get all your ducks in a row. Suddenly that was the first time it really hit me that there even was a pandemic because up to that point, I was just so focused on getting that thing done. Well, one of the the uh, things that's changed is we're spending a lot more time online, and uh, I uh, I understand that your first single from the album, I couldn't see it, uh, the one we played on the show last summer, received over a hundred thousand plays on Spotify. It's true. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you, Leonard, and thanks for saying that. I I really appreciate it. You know, and and uh, I mean, look. Everyone I know, and almost all of my friends are musicians, everyone I know is a musician is is hurting from this, had to yeah. cancel major plans. So I'd Unless say- Unless you're famous uh, and on television. What's that? Unless you do a lot of TV. Right, right. Well, other than the huge bands, or at least the up and coming bands, if you're not on the level to say, pre-record a performance for The Tonight Show, everyone sort of below that uh it's it's been extremely difficult so so you know thank you so much for for bringing that up everyone uh, who's listened to our song i couldn't see it by the sweethearts of the psychic rodeo uh thanks for for making that happen it's it's a huge uh joy i mean i i can't even put into words how when you work so hard on something and there's you know there's no telling if anyone will ever even hear it to know that a few people did uh and in different places around the world that's huge and uh and I guess all I can say is thanks to everyone who listened and also just, like I said, want to send a shout out to every other musician listening who knows just how difficult this has been. 
But I, I wonder, can you just pick up where you left off or uh, are you going to have to approach things differently, not just with the music, but with your life in general? And again, I want to remind our listeners that they are invited to join the conversation. I'm sure many people have been thinking about what their life is going to be like after they're able to go out and mingle again. Uh, the number is 212-209-2877. If you would like to talk to us on the air, Jesse, Linda, and me, uh, 212-209-2877. So as I ask, uh, can you just pick up where you left off? Well, I think as musicians and as someone who produces music in addition to radio, I'm really fortunate because it never stopped for me. Um, we're about a third of the way into the next record, probably further along than we would be. Uh, but the thing, I mean, if if I can take my own crack at answering the question we're asking our listeners today, you know, what is it that you miss the most? What's the first thing you really want to get back to doing? With me, without a doubt, it's it's performing in front of people because not just musicians, anyone who's a comedian, uh, gosh, a musician, a, a magician, a performance artist, anyone who gets in front of people and that's part of doing uh, what you do, it's just been devastating, you know? Uh, I mean, it's, it's um, for a lot of us, it's kind of our, our therapy, our, uh, our way of engaging. It's a whole part of our personality that's just been lying dormant, you know? I mentioned we're working on this second record. I mean, we're really fortunate to have a sort of backlog of songs that we had already played in front of a, a crowds a bunch. Um, but, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, you know, if you if you are kind of recording constantly like I am, like the Sweethearts are, uh, Radio, my bandmate and I, uh, we're always recording uh <laughs> You, you, you know, but if eventually you run out of material that you've tested in front of an audience and at least speaking personally, that is the number one way that you tell uh, that you can tell if a song works, that you can tell if an arrangement works, that you can tell if a group of musicians is doing what it's supposed to do. All that comes from an audience. So it's not only just a practical thing of feeling like you lost, you know, this critical release, but also like we rely on audiences for feedback and that that's just gone. But isn't it also more difficult to collaborate when you're when you're not seeing each other as much? And I think that applies to a lot of aspects of life. Mayor de Blasio says that office workers can return to their offices on May 1st. Um, but I yes, but, but they won't be required to wear that, masks and they won't oh, also they won't have the, to social distance. But also a lot of uh, it's assumed that we'll be doing a lot more working from home and something is lost in that, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, I, I think every single industry could could speak to that. I mean, to answer your question, yeah, collaboration pretty much out the window. Um, yeah. I mean, collaboration in the sense of I record a, a, a guitar part and I send it to my bandmate who happens to be uh, out in Arizona right now. And he has a listen and throws a piano part down, but that's not real collaboration in mm -hmm. my mind. I mean, I guess in the technical sense it is, but we're, we're a uh, songwriting duo, you know, two people used to uh, grinding this stuff out, you know, nose to nose as McCartney used to say about him and, and Lennon, you know, you, you have to, you have to write that way, or at least I, I don't know, I, you can't put rules on this stuff. But for me personally, the idea of trying to write a song, uh, you know, remotely or something, that, that seems absurd to me. I mean, yeah, I'd say my new hobby should give you an idea of how much, uh, whether I've been uh, moving towards collaboration or more solo work, I've been spending hours messing around with modular synthesizers, you know, which is a task that one person can do alone for many hours. So yeah, collaboration is pretty much out until this, this world opens up and add that to the list of things that I certainly really miss deep, deep and down. You're listening to Leonard Lopate at Large on WBAI New York 99.5 FM and streaming live at WBAI.org. Uh, my guest is my executive producer, Jesse Lent, and we are inviting your calls at 212-209-2877 to tell us 
what you most want to do once the world regains some sense of normality. I, I don't know if we're getting any calls. If we were in the studio, we would know right away. In <laughs> fact, uh, Reggie would be signaling me with his fingers, five calls, two calls, whatever. Reggie, are we getting calls? I guess you're not receiving my text. No, oh, I didn't receive your text. And this is what it's like broadcasting remotely, people. Mm. Yeah, we, the, we often have calls. Okay, well, let's go to some of the calls. But uh, I do uh, want to apologize to listeners who often write to me during the show. Uh, and then I don't get the email until after we're off the air. And I really regret the fact that I haven't received uh, their input because it's often something really interesting. Okay, let's take some calls. BAI, you're on the air. Hello? Yeah, hi. Hello? Hello, yes. can you hear me? Hi there. I hear you well. Yes. yes. Oh, um, Leonard, hi, Lenny. Um, Lenny and Jesse, I appreciate what both of you do. I actually am a professional musician, Reggie Sylvester, drummer. Hmm. Um, and this has been the most devastating thing that, you know, I'm from the 80s. I used to play CBGBs in the 80s. I mean, now I'm full-time jazz musician, um, as well as I'm in a pop, uh, jazz pop, but a pop band, I guess similar to um, similar to, to Jesse's situation, except Jesse is fortunate is that you guys recorded before this thing happened. We were going to record, and this mm. thing happened. So many of the things he's saying is across the board, and what's really sad about it is that our, um, at least for the last 15, 20 years in New York City, there were so many live venues across the city, not concentrate. Mm. I mean, like, more than 100. Sure. 200 yeah, small clubs, big clubs. Time. You now, know, you're, you're also at another. You know, you, you, you didn't have to, um, you weren't, you know, a lot of them were paid off the door, but there were so many places where you could play and attract audience and even, you know, get coverage. I mean, I was on BAI 2019 um, on Fast's show with the pop band. But the thing oh. is, this whole thing happened so fast that um, for most of us, it, it, this is the most traumatic thing. I lived through 9/11. This is nothing, at least for me. <laughs> com I mean, I mean, 9/11 is nothing compared to this. The whole and, and as a, as a drummer, aren't you in a unique situation? Because uh, if you're a keyboardist, or if you play, uh, well, if you play reeds or trumpet, whatever, you can still pretty much play by yourself. I used to uh, live in a house with a drummer, and. Uh, he, he would practice by listening to records in his headphones and, and play with it. To me, all it was was hearing a lot of boom, 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 boom from downstairs. Well, you know, I, I practice every day, but, you know, the, 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 the part of it was... You're not playing, so, you're not playing music. Oh, uh, well, same... you know, you're keeping your... Well, I think some drummers up. might take issue with that. Uh, Max well, you know what I mean. You're not playing, playing melodies, whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, actually, uh, you can play melodies on the drums. But you don't, uh, you're, you're not in the community of, you know, I was playing in a lot of different scenes that, um, you know, were live-based music scenes. You know, jazz, folk, funk, gospel, where, like, churches aren't open. I used to do church gigs. I, used to, I mean, avant-garde gigs. And it's what's so interesting is that some of the venues that you thought were, like, really had a great business model, um, many of them have collapsed. Yeah. But then again, some of the other venues that you didn't think, you know, like, I mean, Smalls has done a fantastic job um, as an example. You know, many other venues that were not so much like the main venues, um have done very well because they've had the capacity to actually do live streams. They've had, you know, I mean, they've also been able to get foundation support and different nonprofit mechanisms that they set up. And some of those venues have survived through this and, you know, are doing very well. They Not very well, but they, you know, they're, they do, you know, they do, their, they put their live streams out. They're still... You know, they're going to reopen at limited capacity. And, you know, I think a lot of it was 
who really understood and had the digital technology um, at their access before this happened, as well as the public libraries, like the Queens Public Library in particular, the Brooklyn Public Library, is doing a really great job because they're, they're offering um, to post live streams of musicians, you know, um, playing. But, I mean, the thing is, as well, is that when you do, a, I mean, like, I did a live stream with my mask on, playing drums with my mask, doing an hour set. And it's really, <laughs> it's really different. I, I, it's, it's an, it's an int, int, interesting exercise. I practice now. Yeah, did you my, feel like you were hyperventilating? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, 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 you know, I, if it's too tight on your face, you can't, you know, and I, I have a dub, I mean, I have a WBAI cloth mask and I have <laughs> my surgical mask. I double mask. I bought my BAI mask. It's great, you know, but it's interesting, you know, playing with a mask on. Our vocalist couldn't, but yeah. um, myself and the bass player, <laughs> you know, we're, it was just really, it's going to be a new world, but I can't wait to get back playing in front. Yeah, well, good luck with it. I, I want to take some more calls, and sure. I really thank you so much for your call. It's been a lot of fun talking with you. A yeah, reminder: thanks so our much number for calling. Our number is two one two. We know what he wants to do first. <laughs> <laughs> yes, two one two two zero nine two eight seven seven. Bai, you're on the air. Thank you for taking my call. Go ahead. Hi. Yes. Well, before we run out of time, let me tell uh, listeners that they can. Uh, Get more of my thoughts at my blog, lumpin.org. But uh, what I'm looking most forward to, Leonard, is going to the local station board meetings and fighting for uh, free speech radio. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Love it. I understand that there's a uh, national uh, bylaws, specific bylaws referendum, which wants to disenfranchise listeners. Can you believe that? Yeah, well, we 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 experienced it a couple of years ago when the station was closed down. But I'm not sure we were allowed to talk much about it right now, is it, Jesse? Yeah, yeah. We've been told that we cannot talk about it on the air, and it's really unfortunate. Reggie, you want to join the conversation? When we were knocking this idea around, Leonard, I, I don't think yeah. either of us expected anyone to say, I really want to go to a meeting once the world is back up. But, yeah. but you think then, you know, all the community boards, right? I mean, New York has a very unique um, local political system, as someone like Bob Henley could speak to a lot more intelligently than me, of course. But, you know, we're run by little community boards that then report to the, to the city council members. And you think of all the little meetings that have all been done via Zoom and community board people work so hard. All the people who do these smaller city, often unpaid roles, are 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 going to so many things. I know from my days as a local reporter for the Home Reporter and Brooklyn Spectator and DNA Info, you know, the people who do this stuff spend so much time in meetings that I would imagine a lot of their closest friends and colleagues are probably in those meetings. So maybe that caller isn't the only one who can't wait to start going to meetings again. Well, when you do go, I'm sure that you fight the, the good fight. Yes, thank and you. thank you for, for supporting us. Yeah, and, and sorry that we've got a, a gag order on that one. Yeah. Let's move to another call. BAI, you're on the air. Hello? Yes, hi, it's you. Uh, Leonard, are you hearing me? Yes. Yes. Okay, great. So what I miss most of all, and I, it's funny, it's in the vein of music, but I miss going to the parks in New York City to hear music in the summertime. Huh. I miss yeah. that more than anything else. I, last summer, I almost went crazy just figuring out there was no music. I couldn't believe I can live Me too. Uh, summer in New York City without being able to get all that great music that we get. Do you remember? Well, we'll do you have probably a have some concert. You remember? Because sorry to interrupt, Leonard, but I, I could, I cannot stress enough how much I relate to this caller. I felt the same way. It didn't feel like summer in New York for a multitude of reasons, but that was such a big one for me. It doesn't. And the prospect of facing another summer without oh, music? No. Oh my God, it's too much. Yeah, but uh, it's likely that we're going to have we're going to have uh, stuff return. I, I we just working. may not be able to have have as many people in the audience as uh, as uh, were in the past, and that might also affect the the, the uh, musicians because 
uh, when you're playing to a, a half-filled house, it's not the same as when you're playing to a full house. Yeah. One of the greatest the park, New York experiences. In Central Park or Prospect Park, you might be able to spread people out a little farther. Yeah, but you're right. Gonna it's happen. not going to be the same kind of show if if the, if you have to limit people, if you have to spread them out. You no. know, I love going to the shows at at Prospect Absolutely. Park. I remember maybe 10, 12 years ago, Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings played a show there. Oh my God! I think there might have been a hundred thousand people there. Every yes. inch of the park was was covered, That's way right. past the back fences. I remember walking through, and and you could not. Walk. You couldn't find a part of the park where there wasn't someone there. I think there's even some footage of that on YouTube. It yeah. it was such a quintessential New York perform, such an amazing performance. First and of all, me, but that experience. That's what, makes, that's what makes New York in the summertime worthwhile. Summertime yes. in New York. That's what makes it worthwhile for me. If well, if you want to look dangerously, you remember going I don't to. Know what's gonna is there is there a show that I was going to say? If you, you want to live dangerously, you can go to Miami Beach now and experience it now. <laughs> no, no, no comment. I don't think so. <laughs> what were you saying, Jesse? Was I'm there, sorry. I was just asking the caller. Was there a was there a particular outdoor show that you remember that really stood out in your mind? Oh my God, Salif Keita. Salif Keita was there. I think two summers ago. Before, yeah. Uh, in uh, Prospect Park, spectacular. Yeah. I mean, I can all the major musicians coming out of New uh, coming out of um, Africa and, and the Caribbean. Uh, oh God, there's too many to name. It's, it's what made summertime in New York City worthwhile for me, personally. Yeah. Without it, it certainly isn't the humidity. Here, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Nice well, talking to it, you guys. Okay, thank you. Actually, uh, you remind me yeah. that experiencing a pandemic together has made some people more community-minded, but uh, there are other ways of feeling community-minded uh, along the lines of what you were just talking about. Should we take another call or should we go to a break right now, Jesse? What do you think? You're the producer. Let's take one more call. Okay. No uh, callers. No, no, call no, no, no callers. Yeah. I guess that okay. means I picked the wrong answer. <laughs> well, we invite more callers and uh, you don't only have to talk about uh, music. Uh, I'm Some of the other things that I've been thinking about is I'm going to get a haircut. Uh, I, I, I want to find out if my suit still fit. I haven't worn a suit in in, in over a year now. Uh, <laughs> I haven't worn a tie in over a year. Maybe that's okay. I don't know. Anyway, our number again, 212-209-2877. If you'd like to join the discussion, this is WBAI New York 99.5 FM and streaming live at WBAI.org. I need to take a moment to ask you for your support for WBAI. This pandemic has hurt uh, all independent media financially, but as a small public radio station that relies 100% on the generosity of our listeners, WBAI finds itself in a particularly difficult situation. And that's why we're asking our listeners to step up right now by going online to give to WBAI.org or, or by calling 516-620-3602 to help keep this station and Leonard located large on the air. And Jesse, I know that one thing that both of us miss is when the station had brief fun drives in the old days before the pandemic. Yes. Well, regular listeners might know that fundraising has become a daily thing in the past year. It's just out of necessity. And I wanted to take this opportunity, Leonard and I both, just to let people know that that we are working towards achieving uh, some kind of financial solvency at the station so that we can go back to having fun drives that were a set amount of time and that ended. Um, and, and all joking aside, you know, we do our best to keep those fun drives as concise as possible to make because we know that that our regular listeners, many of whom are the people who have stepped up and donated, uh, 
you know, we, we, we don't like the fact that we have to put that out there every day any more than you do. 24 seven. The fact is, it's just listeners. It's a, it's a, something that, again, regular listeners have heard us say it a million times, but do the math. <laughs> if you get all your money from the, the listeners, the, the people, um, if you are f- programming for the 99%, as one of the BAI taglines goes, uh, you are going to be disproportionately affected by this pandemic. We get it. And we are hurting too, uh, not just the station, but individually. We're all, we all have our own crosses to bear. So the last thing on earth we would want to do is ask anyone who can't step up right now to contribute. But th- everything I just said is the reason why the people who can contribute, the people who listen to this show regularly, every day, once a week, once a month, just discovering it, came over from the NYC days, whatever your situation is, if you listen to Leonard Lopate at large and are able to contribute to keep this show alive and the station that brings it to you, WBAI, we need you to do that right now. The number is 516-620-3602, or you can go online to give to WBAI.org. And please make sure that you make that contribution in the name of Leonard Lopate at large. And from all of us at the station, and especially Jesse Lent and me, thank you so much if you have, and thank you if you're about to. And a reminder that we are taking your calls at 212-209-2877. We want to know what you most want to do once uh, the world regains some sense of normality. Will you be returning to what you did before, or do you see uh, things have have changed a lot. We have all sorts of things have been happening during the past year uh, that have made us more, well, not that they weren't there before, but uh, issues of systemic racism and inequalities have uh, been uh, really uh, forced upon us. Uh, COVID-19 has just amplified uh, inequities that existed before. I don't know if you want to talk about what's going on in the news, but you're welcome to talk about that as well. But we would love to hear uh, just the sorts of things that you uh, would hope you could return to in the future. Again, the number 212-209-2877. And Reggie, do we have any calls coming in right now? Okay, we got three callers holding. Okay, so let's take some calls. BAI, you're on the air. Hello? Hello. Welcome to our show. This is Pat from Chelsea. Hi, Pat. I wanted, I wanted to make one more music comment. I'm in the New York City Labor Chorus, and uh-huh. we've been trying to have rehearsals on the phone with Zoom, and um, it really hasn't been doing me any good and my other friend because we happen to be blind, and so we can't see the conductor, and oh, we my. can't hear each other sing. We can hear our company is playing, but it's not enough to make sure we know when we have to start and all those different things. And so um, it was, it became very discouraging for me. So I stopped coming to those rehearsals, but I certainly am looking forward to going back to live rehearsals because I love the labor chorus. I've been in it for 20 years. And isn't part of the whole reason that you sing in a chorus to have that experience of when all those voices fill one room? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, a, it's like the wall of sound uh, eight times over. Yeah. And there's also a I mean, social I... aspect to it, isn't there? Because you're working with people you wouldn't normally see in your everyday life, but you come in contact with because you share this love. Yes, we really are like a family. Um, because we've known each, some of I've known each other for so many years, and uh, we're so proud of what we do, and it really creates a sense of solidarity. Uh, in addition to the labor aspect that we all support, you know, human rights, so forth. That is really cool. I, I never knew that existed, and uh, I'm going to. Oh yes, it's nyclc.org on on our website. That's great. So have you heard from them about whether uh, you might be returning to live rehearsals? Well, we're hoping we're hoping in the fall. We 
We're supposed to have a concert in 2023 hmm. or 2022, so we, we're hoping that we can, you know, have enough live rehearsals before that time to to put on a good performance. Well, thank you yeah, so I mean, much I for think... your call. Go ahead, Jesse. I was just going to say, Leonard, anyone who's bought a ticket or follows any sort of major artist just knows how much con confusion there is, even at the highest levels of the entertainment industry right now. You see, okay, this this concert has been postponed to September 20th. Okay, uh, actually, now this has been postponed to October 23rd. Actually, now we're postponed to June of 2022. I have seen things get kicked down the road so many times i myself i don't want to say i won't say the exact venue but i've been offered gigs uh starting in june and and that just seemed kind of optimistic god i hope it's true let that person please know something that i don't thank you, know, you Leonard, so much one other, for your call one, yeah go ahead you know before before we get to the other callers i just wanted to ask you the, the question we've been asking the callers, what are you most looking forward to? Well, um, being able to spend more time in the city because uh, before this happened, I uh, split my time between the city and a house I have upstate. And now I am pretty much up here all the time. Uh, I, I miss walking around the city. Uh, what I, I do walk, take walks in the park with my dogs, but it's not the same thing. Uh, and uh, and I, 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 I'm kind of lonely. I, the people I used to see on a regular basis or even bump into are, are uh, you know, it's a, once in a while I say, oh, gee, I probably should call Ed and find out how he's doing. It's not the yeah, same I thing. It's true. And I don't know about you, but I've been hearing, reaching out to some people I haven't talked to in years and getting some uh, messages from people I haven't. Uh, talked to in years. I think everyone is feeling that loneliness and that that might be the only silver lining that like, you know, we, we think, you know, what about that friend of mine? I haven't talked to him in a long time. Yeah, well, on the other hand, there are an awful lot of people who uh, the only uh, way that I know what's going on with them is uh, when I read their posts on, on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> we people who I might have socialized with had dinner with in the past. Yeah. Oh, well, let's yeah. take another call, okay? Uh, okay, guys. Facebook. Before, yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. Before we go into that, you just reminded me, Jesse and Leonard, that um, since you're talking about music, you've been talking about music for a while, I just wanted to remind people, um, I've been mentioning this for the past couple of weeks, there's this wonderful organization who has been advocating for uh, musicians who who usually make their living as a musician uh, it's called the work uh, musician workers alliance and if you want to find out more about that you can go to mu uh, musicworkersalliance.org and uh, basically the advocacy of that group is all about giving musicians a living wage that's their goal and um, and again it's it's music workers alliance.org and um that's it and we can go into the next call <laughs> well the point is that that a lot of musicians who had regular gigs as as jesse was saying earlier uh are not working as frequently and so they're suffering financially yeah and you know one right. thing i can say that's so great reggie thanks so much for bringing them uh up because i've i've been, uh, you know, I've been following the great work that they're doing also. Another really good way, and I guess I've got a horse in this uh, <laughs> dog in this fight, so to speak, but another great way to support your favorite bands, especially local bands. If you, there's a band you used to go see and you miss them, buy their record, you know, buy it on Bandcamp, buy it on, on uh, you know, usually a Bandcamp or a, um, a, you know, something like that. SoundCloud is is usually better than iTunes because iTunes takes a, something like 40%. But however you prefer to buy music, I know all of us are streaming right now, but just, uh, just sending a band 10 bucks, I mean, that can be the difference between someone uh, eating or not that day. I, I know I have some friends who are just really struggling right now. And and just really quickly before we get to the callers, to to broaden this out too, like I was saying at the top, it's not just musicians, right? It's, it's actors, it's comedians, it is uh, anyone who, uh, who the stage is their home. 
But it's also people who work in offices who are used to uh, talking with each other about something uh, that's work related. Uh, it's it's there's something quite different about walking down the hall and uh, say knocking on the door and saying, "Hey, uh, can we talk about this?" and getting on the phone and calling them or sending them a text or emailing them. It's just everything just slows down and becomes much more distant. Uh, we hope that. Uh, you won't feel that way when we're talking on the air. Our number here is 212-209-2877. And BAI, you're on the air. Hello, Hello. listener. Yes, you. Hello. Oh, is it me? Yes. Oh, okay. It is you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, excellent show. Excellent subject. Uh, I'm Thanks. calling um, uh, about Chinatown. I... I really want to go back to Chinatown once yeah. this is behind us and uh, it's safe to, uh, and I feel it's safe uh, to go um, from everything I've heard Chinatown has been absolutely devastated yeah uh, it's um, from what I hear it's lost um, at least 60 percent of its businesses and then, of course, it's become more dangerous. You know, I lived in Chinatown, the, the, the Manhattan Chinatown, for 25 years. And I was always aware of the anti-Asian racism uh, that was out there. People going into uh, stores and saying, hong fong, hong hong, and thinking that they're being funny. But uh, the, the current situation is really horrifying. Um, yeah. I, I don't live there anymore, so I'm kind of out of touch with... Uh, what's going on on a day-to-day basis. I used to get all that information from my upstairs neighbor. I uh, miss well, it so much. And, and you know, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought this up because there was uh, a place that I wanted to mention today, the uh, Jin Fong, the dim sum shop, yeah. uh, just announced last month that they're closing for good permanently. Oh. And this is a giant mm. dim sum banquet hall in the classic yes. sense with the uh, at least classic New York sense with the carts. And, you know, you point and they bring it over. You order everything you could possibly uh, fit into your stomach and the bill would be about eight dollars. You know, I mean, just incredible food um, and such and an incredible a social experience. Event. I took my and mom there, experience. you know, when she came to New York. <laughs> it's a social the, experience, go ahead, Jesse. The, the, yeah. The other thing, uh, like you know, no other. Hmm. Chinatown is the only non-gentrified area in Manhattan uh, left. It's all made up of small businesses. Um, it's um, it's the only neighborhood like it in Manhattan. And uh, you know, I fear what might ha- what could happen. Um, you know, if that area ever started to bring in, say, chain re- chain um, stores, hmm. chain restaurants. Things like that. It, it's never been done. It's it. Luckily, uh, Chinatown has remained pretty much the same in uh, in all of these years. And uh, although the the Chinatowns in Queens, the Chinatowns in Flushing and in Brooklyn now are even more Park. cutting edge, uh, and they're very exciting. I I haven't heard much about what's going on there. I hope that those people are surviving, because most of them are newer. Uh, immigrants, uh, they are the, those are the areas where people who came into the United States after our immigration laws were loosened up, uh, by, by the way, by a Republican, uh, Richard Nixon, uh, they, uh, they brought all of the food, the most recent food from Hong Kong with them. And so it was even more cutting edge than the, uh, the Manhattan food that I was <laughs> eating regularly because I lived down the street. Well, Manhattan. Oh also, man, there's some good food in Flushing. God. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm a Queens person, uh, but I still love Manhattan's Chinatown, and uh, well, of course, uh, in Chinatown, Manhattan, they went through a renaissance in the '70s, uh, late '60s, uh, '70s, with uh, um, the um, uh, Szechuan cuisine and yeah. uh, and others, uh, Mandarin, Hunan all uh, coming into uh, that area and bringing in the top chefs out of China. It, it was or a great bring period. them down from Canada anyway. Uh, thank you for your call. 
Should we take oh. an, oh, by the way, this is WBAI New York 99.5 FM streaming live at WBAI.org. I'm Leonard Lopate. The show is Leonard Lopate at large, and uh, we're talking with our listeners. Uh, I am with my executive producer, Jesse Lent. Uh, the number 212-209-2877. BAI, you're on the air. Is this me? It is you. I have to uh, express the suffering for those who are. And uh, one thing about it, of course, in terms of calling and texting, there's not that much to talk about. Um, I am also in a chorus, and now that she mentions it, oh, well, that'll be joy to get back to the chorus, singing chorus. We have so many people, uh, so many musicians, maybe we should put together a London Lopez at Large musical group. Or a compilation. <laughs> I'll be glad. Send me the music. That's not so easy to find, you know. <laughs> Go ahead. You were saying. I uh, have a joke to throw in, sort of, uh, that okay. I've used since pretty much since it started, uh, which is uh, I'm retired, but now I'm more retired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, it's funny what you said about wearing a tie. I wonder if you're looking forward to wearing a tie. But how about us women? The looks that have evolved with this thing it, it make women's dress and a whole new experience. In what sweatsuit, very big this season. What's that? <laughs> the sweatsuit. Yeah, it's the next hot item, I think. Oh, yes. Isn't that just a delightful sight? Yeah, everyone's walking around in sweatsuits. What's the Seinfeld line about sweatpants? It tells the world that you've given up. You know, I think. <laughs> well, how much, is your fa- how much has your fashion changed, the things that you wear? You're not dressing up to well, go out to dinner, for example. Hair. Uh-huh. I've yes, never been true. particularly proud of my face, and I'm just as happy to half cover it up. But, um, you, Ooh, you know, sorry. this is how you I'm sure that's not true. Self. Although, the, you I forget who it was, Leonard. Lining. Maybe you remember. We were, we were talking about this the, the, the other day, that plastic surgery has been uh, on the rise, mostly face and neck work, because everyone is seeing themselves in Zoom calls and apparently not pleased with what they're seeing. I would say to everyone who is having that, a lot of it is lighting and the angle of your your camera, you know? Yeah, just take a little time with the lighting before you spend $10,000 on plastic surgery on getting a new face. (laughs) Well, maybe people want to start a new life and they want to start it with a a new face. (laughs) Are you talking about someone on the run from the law, maybe? (laughs) (laughs) What were you saying? I'm sorry, listener. Uh, Stimulus checks. (laughs) Did you get yours? Yeah. Did you get your stimulus (laughs) checks? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one because I need to give some away. Thank you so much for your call. And I hope you'll give a little bit of it to WBAI, but that's a whole other matter. Uh, Let's take another call. BAI, you're on the air. Hello, is that I? It is you. C'est toi. (laughs) I've been laughing about people having plastic surgery because of lack of fun. (laughs) I forget where I saw that, but I'll I'll confirm the source. Anyway, I have not allowed COVID to scare me so that I won't go out. I go out uh, practically every day. And since the, the, the beginning of the pandemic, actually, it was pandemic started when I was celebrating my birthday. Nobody knew about it. My house was full of friends who decided to give me a party. We were having this a blast. That's after we found out that we were in the middle of COVID. So... <laughs> Since then, I have not been afraid. What, what I what, was a party of, a spreader? Did uh, people no, get sick? No, but nobody got COVID after. Oh, good. <laughs> Actually, they could have given me COVID. But <laughs> I'm from a culture we use a lot of antiviral uh, things like uh, garlic, onion, uh, ginger. Mm. Uh, the, uh, the virus is very afraid of these, so it says. So are people who are re- so so are people who are talking to you because. Uh, garlic <laughs> breath isn't exactly the most pleasant thing. Well, Leonard, I, yeah, I just wanted to confirm the plastic surgery thing. This is from the Washington Post uh, back on December 8th. Plastic surgeons say business is up. 
partly because clients don't like how they look on Zoom. Uh, uh. Vanity, vanity, vanity. That's all. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's going a little too far for your look. I mean, uh, you should really take care of your inside. Once your health is okay, what's going on outside is totally irrelevant. Because you, you so know, once uh, once all our healths are all right, what what, what do you think uh, if that's the right uh, conjugation of that sentence? Uh, what what do you want to do the most? What are you most looking forward to? Well, uh, I, what I miss uh, doing uh, the thing is that going back to dancing every week. That's my weekly exercise. Uh, I used to go to a place where uh, we all get together and then we dance. Also, I miss that. It's gonna start yeah. soon again. And uh, as far as other things, other activities, I'm, I'm in the radio to like you, so I go weekly to my radio program. I have no problem with that. And uh, that's the dancing. And then going to, to the park with my granddaughter. Oh, boy, it was delightful, unfortunate. And she loves the slide. Unfortunately, <laughs> I had to curtail that because the parks were totally shut off. They, yeah. they reopened, but uh, you have to be careful. Those are the things that I miss, and definitely concerts in the park, because I used to be an aficionado of that. I love music. Mm. I'm in music, too. I, I compose music. I play music. I dance on music. So I miss that. But otherwise, we, uh, I take care of my health. What? Unfortunately, we've run out of time. Okay. So I take care of my health. Take care of the inside. The outside. Ah. Well, thank, thank you so much for your call. And we are pretty much out of time, Jesse. Isn't that sad? That, w that went quite quickly, wouldn't you say? Yeah, well, we have wonderful listeners. And I'm so glad that they called in with a really interesting thing. But yeah, thanks, that does everybody. bring us to the end of today's show. Uh, if you're new to our program and you like what you've been hearing, you can access past shows streaming on demand at WBAI.org. We're also available on iTunes Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you do get your podcasts from iTunes, why not leave us a rating or a review? It's a, it's a great way to help others discover this show. Um, I hope you'll follow our show pages on Facebook and Twitter. And remember, you can always find links to all of our past shows on our website, LeonardLopateAtLarge.com. If you'd like to write to me, my email address is LeonardLopate at WBAI.org. As I mentioned earlier, WBAI is currently experiencing major financial difficulties due to the pandemic, so we're asking anyone who isn't already supporting the station to go online to give to WBAI.org. That's give and then the number two, WBAI.org, or call 516-620-3602 to help us keep this show coming to you weekdays from 1 to 2 p.m. on WBAI. Well, we're off tomorrow, but I hope you can join us on Friday when Severine Otuser, professor of political science at Barnard College, Columbia University, will discuss her very important and provocative new book, The Front Lines of Peace, an Insider's Guide to Changing the World. We'll see you then.